Hey, 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 what's up, y'all? What's up, and what's up, what's up? Yes, I want to welcome you to another episode of Getting Stoned with your host, Mr. Stone Vitoski, coming at you live from Mother Earth. Yes, I'm sending out a big hug, dog, y'all. Mm, I want you to feel that. I want you to feel that hug wrapping you up in lots and lots of love. L-O-V-E, love, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Yes, you are loved. Mm, mm. You are divine. You are a miracle. You are eternal. You are a light being of the highest vibration, y'all. Yes. 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 Mm. Feel that hug. Come on now. Feel it. Feel it all the way from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. Mm. So good. So good. So, so fucking good. Yeah, I just want you to just want you to turn off all that negativity, all that bad news, all that fear, all that hatred, all that self-loathing, all of the the vibes that are bringing you down and I want you to tap into that one love one You are one love. You are one love. Eternally, forever and ever and ever, infinite. Yes. Mm, feel it. Feel it all the way into your heart, into your soul into the depths of your being. Mm. Love. Yes. Ah, so good to be here. So good to be here. I'm so grateful for another day. Every day is a blessing. It's, uh, you never know when, when your time is up. Yes. So be sure to greet each day with a smile on your face. Lots of love in your heart. Yes. Find the moment to give thanks. Things may be hectic. Things may be crazy. There may be all kinds of sorrow that you're feeling. There may be struggle and strife. But find a moment upon greeting that day where you pause and give thanks. Gratitude is a high vibration. A most high vibration. So tap into it, y'all. Tap into it. There is always something that we can find to be grateful for. And those of us in this first world existence, we have so, so many things to be grateful for. The list is nearly endless. So many blessings. Way beyond what we need. Yes, 
So be sure to find it in your heart to give thanks to Mother Earth for all that she provides. Without her, we would not be able to abide. So look deep inside and smile wide and enjoy the fucking ride. Yes. So good to be here, y'all. Yes. So good. So I put together some stuff I've been writing, you know, little things here and there, little thoughts, just stuff that comes to mind, giving me the uh, swirling uh, vibes of the last, you know, couple of years being as they have been in this, in their intensity. So uh, I thought well, what I would do is just read a couple, some of these, you know, just read some of them. I'm not going to expound on them. I think they speak for themselves and just perhaps it'll give, uh, give you some food for thought, something to ponder, maybe offer a different perspective that you hadn't thought of before, maybe create a little crack so the light can kind of come shining through. Maybe shake up those brain cells a little bit so you are able to perceive from a different point of view. Open your heart, open your mind, elevate your spirit. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> That's for damn sure. I don't know. But I'm going to offer this some of these things up nonetheless just because that's what I do. So, uh, as I said, I'm just going to go ahead and read them, and then I'll pause, and then I'll read another one. So, there is nothing to be gained by fighting the darkness. It is a waste of your time. You are the darkness as much as you are the light. They are inseparable. Realize this and the, quote, battle ends. You have the power to be healthy so long as you commit to caring for your body, mind, and spirit with a clear intention and belief. As such, the notion of an immune system is a fabrication. Your sovereignty is undeniable, irrefutable. Why? Because you are consciousness. And as such, all things are you. Made of you, arise within you, known by you. Dis-ease manifests due to trauma, poisoning and or starvation or 
malnutrition. The exact trifecta that is being forced upon humanity at this very moment. Disease does not manifest because of germs. Sovereignty is a given solely because it pertains to the one being that each of us is an inseparable part of infinite, eternal, and boundless in its resilience. This is the truth of who we are, not our transitory, impermanent bodies. There is no outside of you. As such, nothing or no one has power over you since we are all one. We are not at war with evil or the powers that be or the cabal or the new world order. because they are us. And we are not people. We are the infinite, free, and eternal universe itself. What COVID has exposed is whether you believe yourself to be a limited, fragile, lacking, mortal piece of dust in the universe, or you believe yourself to be the universe itself. One perspective resonates in a state of fear and control, the other in a state of love and trust. Go ahead and wear a useless piece of toxic plastic particles on your face. Lock yourself in your home and or inject your soul's temple with poisonous, experimental, industrially manufactured chemicals if that's what you believe will keep you safe. Go ahead. But no one regardless of their title or role in society, has a right to force others to do any of these things.
trust in God or consciousness and reject the lies being sold to you by charlatans. For the germ slash contagion theory to be true, duality would need to be true. And since it isn't, the theory is false. Why is duality false? Because all is one. All things are literally made of the very same essence. All form is formed from the same source, and as such, can never infect itself. If a true contagion existed, it would have to be contagious all the time. No exceptions. The fact that we've been conditioned to believe this falsehood shows how lost and confused we truly are. If something doesn't make sense to you, it doesn't make sense. Period. No matter who or what says so, or how many people take it as gospel doesn't make it true. Your ability to put logic to use is directly related to your ability to detect bullshit. Lies are accepted primarily due to a lack of critical thinking. Keep an open mind, yes but do not succumb to the chosen narrative. In other words, above all, be true to yourself. That way, by steering clear of the lies, you avoid a life of regret. Your true identity has nothing to do with any kind of label, religion, skin color, sexual orientation, gender, nationality, or pronoun. These are all based in the material world, which is decidedly not who you are. And to ground one's belief of who they are in the material realm is to perpetuate suffering, not health and well-being.
Can you be present in life without all the conditioning? If not, you will never access direct experience, which is your most valuable resource in a world constantly trying to tell you who to be and what to do. If, on the other hand, you are able to access that direct experience free of all conditioning, and you see, hear, and sense unconditionally, then you will live a life of true freedom. When you view yourself as lacking, as a skin-encased ego or meat bag, and not as an aspect or eternal part of universal consciousness or God, you will undertake all manner of protective measures and cures that are utterly pointless and ineffectual. You will consistently and overwhelmingly choose fear instead of love as your guiding principle. Just a few little things I wrote down here along the way. I just wanted to share them with y'all because they were on my mind and on a piece of paper. And they were just kind of sitting there all lonely. And I decided, what the hell? Let me just go ahead and sprinkle that little bit of Wisdom, perhaps, out there into the world. So I hope that in some way, one or two, uh, or 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 even more of those little thought bubbles of mine landed in a way that was helpful to you. Yes. All right, here we go, here we go. Uh, you know I like to read uh, from, from other people here in, on this show, and uh, you know, it kind of always gets me uh, excited to do that. So this is, uh, I'm gonna read from, uh, from one of my favorite books. It's an incredible piece of work. It's called Die Wise, and it's written by a most uh, beautiful and, uh, gentleman. He's full of integrity and wisdom and joy and, uh, and love and, and he's just an incredible, incredible soul. I had the good fortune of meeting him once and uh, seeing a performance of him. And, uh, his name is Stephen Jenkinson and uh, he, is, he, is, he is well worth a... Uh, a look. <laughs> 
There was a, a documentary film about him uh, entitled Grief Walker. And uh, his website is uh, Orphan Wisdom. And uh, I can't say enough about what I've learned from this man and, and how he's touched my life in so many positive ways. And uh, if you don't or aren't familiar with his work, uh, check it out. So I'm just going to read a couple pages from his book. As I said, it's called Die Wise, A Manifesto for Sanity and Soul. All right, here we go. This is a section uh, from the chapter, Ah, My Friend, The Enemy. And it's a, uh, this, this section is called Fail to Live Forever. Because it must be learned instead of inherited and because it has a costly tuition, grief is a crafted, agile, savvy. It is not a skill of coping and hoping and when they fail, doping. Grief is not hanging on to what you've got for dear life no matter what, and it is not scraping through or getting by until the hard parts of life are done with us. Grief is an ability to know certain things about life well, and an ability to proceed in your life as if they are true. Grief is what you do with what comes to you. Very few people seek it out or want to get good at it, but grief is an ability as vital to our emotional and spiritual and community life as the skill of love. We may be born with the need of them, maybe even with the longing for them, but we are not born knowing how to do either. They have to be learned, and by some ordinary miracle they are both learned in the same way. You see, grief is a maker of human being. More than a staging area for human strength or endurance, grieving conjures humanity. Grieving gives us a chance to practice unlikely gratitude for that which doesn't seem to benefit us. There are people who are very good with animals particularly sorrowing or traumatized animals. And these days they are called whisperers. Grief is a kind of human whisperer. A young person learns how to love by first being on the receiving end of someone else's love. Some kind of gaze, some kind of sound in the voice, some kind of swaddling regard, some way the nurse or a mother or father has of touching you that lays a claim upon you and gathers you into the land of the living. They all conspire to give the young one a feeling of being the cause of those things that add up to love and from that stores a rumor of worthiness. Being on the receiving end of that love teaches first that such a thing is possible. If that worthiness is nurtured over the young one's childhood, it can swell into a capacity to feel worthy, especially in those times when 
the slings and arrows cause other suspicions. That feeling of worthiness that comes from being well-loved is a skill that carries under its arm the possibility of loving. You have to feel worthy of love. You have to be able to be loved. A separate skill to be able to love. That's what you can learn by being loved. That's why loving each other and loving the world count for so much. So it is with love's older and probably wiser sibling. Grief, the epic humanness of being willing to know life well, you learn first by being fretted over and missed and mourned over by others, by being on the receiving end. It grows in you the same kind of worthiness. Maybe you are moving away from a job or a community of people that grew to know you and count on you. And in their melancholy farewells in the office hallway or over the back fence, you recognize something of how on your better days you tried to live. The feel of people longing after you and missing you begins your ability to grieve. To feel the consequence of your absence is what awakens you the ability to feel absence. Seeing the end of something precious to you gives you the chance of loving it well. Loving and grieving are joined at the hip for all the beauty, soul, and travail that brings. Grief is a way of loving what has slipped from view. Love is a way of grieving that which has not yet done so. Grief is a way of loving. Love is a way of grieving. They need each other in order to be themselves. In one of our fields, we have a Mongolian gur, which looks to be a grandparent to the teepee. All the woodwork is hand-painted spirals and road maps and star maps on a field of blood red. And we have many meetings there. I teach my school in the gur, and people seem to enjoy it. Most people who have heard of the gur have not seen one and they marvel when they do. It is, as with all the material culture of nomadic peoples, a mingled genius of light and faithful living that indisputably works. 
with no diminishing of the life around it. Here is one gorgeous detail. When you are putting it up, it is a rickety, swaying affair that seems to lean together according to a blurry blueprint of naive hope that the thing will endure. There is no metal in it, nothing that nails or screws together, nothing that binds in 90 degree obedience. It just teeters. But the gur miraculously becomes stable without losing its flex or becoming rigid when the load of felt is piled on top. It firms into place. It becomes something like a body, all the parts finding the web of connectedness one to the other by being asked to hold. The Gur is a teacher, and it shows something of the skill of being alive. It finds itself when it is asked to carry burden, when it is employed in sheltering a life living within it. Its burden makes it a home. And so it could be with us. Our grief and our love of life, both faithful and both hard-earned, both burdensome things that will not leave us alone once we find them. They are, they are our kinship with all people, with those who are gone from among us, and with those not yet here, who we will not live long enough to see. They are our kinship with the world that has sheltered and weathered and fed us all along. They are our truest companions, as faithful as the earth that will one day cradle us again. They are the unlikely grace of being alive for a time and the fealty we owe for that gift. The overflowing burden of knowing something of the ending of days, that is what gives you your days and your love for them and makes of you a treasure for the rest of us and makes of your life a story worth knowing. You become example enough and reason enough for those wrecked on schedule and those refusing to be so to continue for a while. It makes of you the rumored honorable ancestor. You won't be there to see it, but your willingness to live your death, to die wise, ennobles those who come after.
Mr. Steven Jenkinson, y'all. I told you he was a bad man. I told you. I mean, he's in so many ways. This brother is untouchable. He 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 worked in what he calls the death trade. He was uh, a social worker. Spent much of his his working life around death and dying. And uh, that's just one small taste of the what exists within that incredible book and within this man's incredible mind and heart and soul. So I, I encourage you with the utmost uh, enthusiasm to dive into Mr. Stephen Jenkinson and his work. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much. All right, all right. Here we go, here we go. All right, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. I just want to extend an absolute heartfelt uh, thank you to all you all, anyone who's listening, anyone who tunes in. I appreciate you so much. Uh, you have no idea. I just, I, you know, I, 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 you know, something, something that I offer up has some value to you, uh, and just know that. You being out there tuning in, it it's it means the world to me, man. It does. So I'm I'm gonna send out another big hug. <laughs> you know you know by now if you listen to this show how much I love hugs. I love giving them. I love receiving them. It's kind of like all the same. You're giving and receiving all at the same time. You're connecting them. It's a beautiful thing, man. Hugs are just the fucking best. So I'm sending another one out to all y'all. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Mm, yeah, good, good stuff. All right, let's uh, let's do a tune. I'm kind of excited. This is a new song. You know, I'm working on a new album right now, and uh, kind of like I got I got the songs all kind of collected and written, and I'm just kind of you know refining and practicing and what have you before I record things. But uh, you know, it's always it's always kind of a, it's, it's a challenging time, it's a fun time, it's, it's kind of exhausting. It's all these things mixed into one when I'm, when I'm working on a, a record, but uh, yeah. So, so here's the song, it's kind of the first time I'll play it for anybody, but you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. So, so here we go, so this is a new song, it's called uh, Step Out of Time. I hope I do. I hope I do it justice, y'all. Be patient with me. Be gentle with me. Please. Oh. 
Until next time, y'all. Peace.